0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. what is going on everybody welcome in to the june 13th 2023 edition of the believe in pro wrestling podcast streaming live right now on the appropriately named believe in pro wrestling youtube channel thank you guys so much for joining us what a time to be alive we now live in a world where the women's title scene in wwe makes sense where WWE realized they had probably twice as many women's tag team titles as they needed. And we now live in a world where the Denver Nuggets, for the first time in 47 years, have won an NBA championship. It is a strange time to be alive, SP3, but things are moving, things are shaking, and we're here to talk about a majority of the things that I just mentioned and so much more. How are you doing today?
0: I am doing well, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here and... It wasn't a crazy busy week, so a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about on this show, I actually remember.
1: <laughs> it it did seem like setting up the show last week. I'm sitting here and I'm like, how on God's green earth are we going to try to squeeze it all in? And that is why we don't try to squeeze it all in on this show. If you're new to the program, look, we take a very sports talk oriented feel towards this crazy world we call professional wrestling. This is a sports talk show about professional wrestling. We just try to cover as much of the good shit and important shit as we possibly can on a weekly basis. Because sometimes there is just too much. Especially when you consider SB3 starting this week. We got live shows on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and sometimes Sunday. Not
0: really live
1: on Thursdays. You know what I we mean. have wrestling shows. We have wrestling, we have wrestling shows. shows on yes. all those days. Yes, there are wrestling yes. shows. There's new content every week freaking night of the week starting this saturday is the uh, big debut of aew collision tony Khan setting up a huge uh, main event uh, for that show six-man tag featuring cm punk and ftr switchblade jay white samoa joe cannot go wrong with that that kind of main event could it be a make or break weekend though for aew with ticket sales being where they are for the Canadian shows to follow. That is definitely something uh, we will get into. Uh, Seth Rollins is all over the damn place right now with this World Heavyweight Championship title run, which is giving me a weird vibe. I'll explain coming up. Uh, Did the crowd go a little too far last night with Finn Balor? I'll ask that question. MJF and Adam Cole, they are starting their feud already? Okay, we'll dive into all of that and the women's title picture as well. First things first, got to thank our friends over at Bet Online, your number one source for all of your finals information. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, that is now just down to the NHL finals as the NBA championship is locked, sealed, and delivered. If you bet on a gentleman's sweep for the Nuggets, congratulations, you cashed in big time on that one. Uh, the NHL finals, I believe Vegas can lock up their first ever professional sports championship tonight against Florida in the NHL finals. And bet online has all the latest odds and news and information matchups that you need to make smart, informed decisions on what to do with your money tonight. They are your sports Intel headquarters. That's right. I said it's sports Intel headquarters for everything for every season basketball when it gets back underway hockey mlb ufc boxing nfl's right around the corner we got mandatory mini camps this week by the way here's a bet for you all right i'm I'm not just being a homer in this situation monitor the cincinnati reds and if they are playing and they fall behind consider making a bet on the reds to come back and win that game because 21 of their 32 wins so far this season have been come from behind, including multiples where they have been down by five runs or more. So trying to put some money in your pocket, watch out for the Cincinnati Reds. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to get all the info, live betting options, your favorite casino and card games right at the fingertips in your your smartphone. Or if you want to get on a PC or a laptop, you can do it there as well. Get in on the action today. Head to the website. Use your mobile device, like I said. But when you sign up, either way, use our promo code believe BLEA, BLEAV. To get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. We appreciate everybody who is in the chat already. And uh yeah, Steven already beating me to it. Glad the Reds are starting to win some games last night. Last night's game was the strangest damn thing I have ever seen in my life. This rookie comes in, and he is a combination of Rick Wild Thing Vaughn and Nuke Lelouch and he could not locate his fastball with a search warrant and somehow some way this dude got three outs and the reds won against a very bad kansas city team that's probably why kansas city has won 18 games all year but uh yes exciting times and uh i will uh, i will take some love for uh, my cincinnati reds we're gonna try to get through as many comments as possible here today but sp3 uh let us start here with the uh big story that surrounded the weekend um we have been asking ad nauseam since the wwe draft what on god's green earth wwe is doing with its women's division in the fact that originally they had bianca belair on smackdown as the raw women's champion they had rhea ripley on raw as the smackdown women's champion they drafted the nxt tag team champions up to the main roster and they held them hold on to the championships. Indy Hartwell had to relinquish her championship when she came up. Isla Dawn and Alba Fire did not. So we had two sets of women's tag team titles, including the NXT titles on the main roster. Raw and SmackDown were on separate shows, and we were all confused with what the hell was going on, and we were asking just simply make up your mind and do something. Well, WWE finally made up their mind, and they did something. They dropped the hammer on all of the answers here, SP3. They went with a rebrand. There was no exchange. They did what many of us were hoping they would do, what I wrote about multiple times that they should do, and they rebranded the Raw Women's Championship and the SmackDown Women's Championship. Asuka named on Friday the WWE Women's Champion, which makes a ton of sense because if you remember, the Raw Women's Championship originally, when it was introduced in 2016 by Lita and Charlotte Flair won it, It was called the WWE Women's Championship and then changed to the Raw title when the brand split happened. And they invented the SmackDown Women's Championship, which has now been redubbed the Women's World Championship, put it around the waist of Rhea Ripley. And um. Look, they're carbon copies of what the men's titles are, which this is Triple H's MO. This is exactly what he did uh, in NXT. After a while, the NXT Women's Championship and the NXT Championship are basically the same belt with, with different colored straps. And now, same situation here. And I think both designs honestly look really, really clean uh, on that white strap. I don't hate it. I don't hate it whatsoever. I like both titles. I'm sorry. I like all four. I like all four championships. I can't. I'm, I'm entitled to my opinion. I know people hate them sp3 is probably going to rip it to shreds and say it was a lazy decision i like it it's clean i like the look i love Rhea's look i love that world heavyweight championship so much i want both of them like if somebody out there right now wants to buy me both replica titles please i will hang them behind me with pride i love that look i like i like the gold on the white with oscar some people are going to call it lazy some people are going to rip it to shreds i like it a lot sp3 your overall thoughts with the rebrand which i don't think you can argue is a is a bad decision but you clearly are not a fan of the look of the new championship <laughs> belt considering how hard you have been laughing at me for the last few minutes on mute <laughs> i got i got diamond in the chat saying she agrees with me or he i'm sorry I got
0: you. you got one you got one out of 20 people watching great um <laughs> They just control, control C, control V, the male championships, which I understand they're saying, oh, it's about, it's about the, uh, you know, making it on the same level as the men's thing. It can be a bracelet of beads. It's only going to be treated on the same level as the men. If you book it on the same level as the men, all they did last night was give Rhea Ripley the prettiest and the best belt out of the four belts that they have presented here, because the design that's on Seth's title looks a lot better on a white strap than it does on a black strap, all of that withstanding, that's like being the, the best pile of shit out of a, 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 a row of four shits. You have the highest one, you got the best shit. You had the best shit possible. You're Randy Marsh on that episode of uh, of South Park. Congratulations. But they literally did nothing to re to kind of put this whole Raw now women's championship, the women's world championship, on a the same level as the men's championships because Rhea Ripley is a secondary part of the Dominic Dominic Mysterio versus Cody Rhodes rivalry. We are now into two months after WrestleMania, and Rhea Ripley has been in singles matches for a total of ten minutes. And she has not had one rivalry. That's an issue.
1: That is a problem. Now,
0: now over on SmackDown, the Women's World Championship, they chose the ugliest gold for both (laughs) Roman's new title and that new title. It looks like a deep fried. It looks like a a McDonald's hash brown brown. (laughs) That's, that's what it is. Like, it's not a pretty, it's not a <laughs> oh, it's aesthetic, a it's, it's, it's not an aesthetic type of title. It's not a title oh. that I would be like, oh, I want to go out of my way and watch that. Yeah, I want to want to go out of my way and buy that. No, no. And all like we got it. with I that, all, like all we all we got with that was Charlotte Flair came back and once again is getting the title shot that she didn't earn. Congratulations! Yes, we are we are really putting these titles on the same level as the as the top world championship. Speaking of which, Roman Reigns got a new title, and we still now now two months into his into him beating Cody Rhodes, we still don't know who he's versing for the next world championship, and we'll probably go three months before he even has a challenger for the undisputed. Quote unquote, air quotes undisputed universal world championship and Oscar's title says undisputed on it as well. Know, so they that's, literally that's the control, v, control V that championship. They didn't even think to be like maybe we should remove the undisputed because this is not an undisputed. This is the WWE women's championship. These belts are just like any type of creativity, especially when you see it on the website where they have all four belts together. It's like, it's like you're a student in class and you copied off of somebody else and you just change one or two words. You just change one or two words. That's what it literally is. It's no creativity. This is the most. This is supposed to be the most creatively rich and biggest promotion. They're supposed to do it better than everybody else when it comes to professional wrestling. That means with their writing, with their creativity, with their title designs, and there just is none. There just is none. They just go from the past, grab the big the big gold belt, add a little this, add a little that put a big-ass logo in front, and voila, we have a championship. But I will say, Rhea Ripley's Women's World Championship is the best out of the bunch. If I were to buy any of those belts, which I won't because I'm a grown-ass man and I don't buy title belts to carry around with myself. Sorry, I have better things to pay my money on, like diapers and gifts for my, my daughter and my son and gifts for my missus than buy a championship belt. But if I did... I would get Rhea Ripley's title before anything else.
1: I, I've never I've never actually had the money to buy a belt. I've always wanted one just because I freaking like them. I, I just do. Like the year that I won one of my fantasy football leagues, I got a championship belt as the trophy. I've been trying to win it back for eight seasons because I just loved having that damn thing. I don't know. It's something about them. Now, am I going to be one of these dudes who takes it to events? No. No. No, 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 no. This is for aesthetic purposes. It would be for you know decoration in my room. I I, there's something about him I just love, and I've always wanted one. And I have always loved that big gold belt, which is why I like the updated version with Seth Rollins. And I don't mind that they 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 take from history. My biggest issue, as many people have brought it up in the chat, and Queen, I could not say it better myself. Because when I saw Oscar's belt up close on Friday, raise your hand in the chat if you have seen. The princess bride because that scene where indigo montoya looked at vicini after he had said inconceivable for roughly the 45th time in the script and he said you keep on using this word i do not think it means what you think it means i immediately thought of that when i saw undisputed women's champion on oscar's belt WWE has no clue what the word undisputed means, and it drives me insane. That's the biggest issue I have because, look, FIFA selected a report out on this, and basically their report was a lot of what we had talked about in the past, what we were just going off of assuming might happen whenever Roman's reign comes to an end there's a belief backstage that the universal title will dissipate and it'll go back to being the WWE championship lineage but they have to keep that in place because Roman won the universal championship first things like that they've been talking about what to do with the women's titles for a while and they finally made this decision but one of the things that were brought up in the bottom of that report was the fact that nobody could seem to get a straight answer from anybody up top about the use of the word undisputed and this is a thing that just drives me up the walls it it i understand why they put it on roman's belt because for a while he was the undisputed champion but he isn't anymore to put it on oscar's is just a a massive oversight Or just, I I don't know. I don't get it because she's never been the undisputed champion. Never. Even when Becky Lynch won both belts, they never called her the undisputed champion because they've always been separate titles. And that use just drives me up a wall. I don't get it. I don't know what their obsession is with this word, but it needs to go away.
0: And I know I'm going to pop. I see noobs in the chat. And noob has been been a, a loyal member of my movement that started in January when Rhea Ripley won the Raw Rumble. And now we are here six months later, and I ask the same question. I asked back that, why the hell did not Rhea Ripley just pick Bianca Belair for all of this? For all of this, we did. You did not need Bianca Belair. Did not need to be the longest reigning Raw Women's Championship. If you were gonna just disappear the title after she lost it, why did she? Becky Lynch could have still have that. Had that. Had that achievement. Let her have that achievement. That's great, These Bianca Belair. Titles. By the time, by the time WrestleMania comes, Bianca Belair is already the longest reigning African American champion of all time. She didn't need yeah. to hold it for two more months. She didn't need to. You could have just had. Rhea Ripley beat Bianca Belair. You could have just had Asuka beat Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Because guess what, WWE? All this nonsense for all this, for one great matchup, for one match of the year, Kennedy, with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, it makes no sense. Just You should have just swapped it like I asked y'all to. I ask y'all to do that. I'm a stockholder. Listen to me. My voice needs to be heard. I'm a stockholder that has podcast time, like, three, four, five hours a week across multiple platforms, and I ask for one thing. Just swap it. Just swap it. Have Rhea Ripley pick Bianca Belair. Have the two women that define, like, triple h girls on the roster on your first wrestlemania under triple h just have them go at it have oscar have the redemption arc of going back to charlotte flair and facing her again for the women's championship and beating her at wrestlemania let oscar have her moment like all of this and now you have a situation where they have Charlotte Flair coming back as a babyface, saying the most Karen line in WWE history of, I don't stand in line. I am the line. That's the most Karen thing she could possibly, it's like she would say that at a department store. If she said it in the department store or a wrestling <laughs> ring, it would not, I would not know the difference. And you expect me to say Charlotte Flair is the baby face. Asuka's the heel when potentially Charlotte could beat Asuka again for a championship. And we know how well that went the last couple of times you did it, because you've done it more than once. And you're gonna also probably turn Bianca Belair, who just got skipped in the line, an African-American woman who just got skipped in a line, and you're gonna you're gonna probably turn her
1: heel against Charlotte. Now I still don't buy that. I I still don't like. I will I will believe. And and M. Casper in the chat uh, is is agreeing with He's asking where is Bianca Belair now? About to turn heel? Uh shake my head. I still will not believe that they turn her heel until they actually turn her heel. Because if there's a bunch of things that have to happen, and we I've outlined them on this show already, they got to figure out who is taking her place as the big baby face on SmackDown besides Charlotte Flair because. We've seen this act play out before. Charlotte Flair gets a big pop and a nice reaction when she comes back and then steadily over the course of the weeks. And by about week five, people are back to booing her again. It's not going to work. And you have an entire women's division on SmackDown right now that is absolutely full of heels. So you just turn Asuka heel. She's still getting a pretty good popper. You got to turn her back into a baby face now. So I'm not buying the Bel Air heel turn yet, right? I will make one argument though. All right. And I know I've railed against this as a reliable source before, but according to WWE's website, these titles still have the same lineages. They've just been renamed. They're not new titles. They've just been renamed. So the raw women's championship, the raw women's championship, like I said, it was renamed that after they created the SmackDown women's title, same lineage dating all the way back to when Charlotte won it. It just reverted back to its old name. Same same lineage. The SmackDown title is now the Women's World Championship, same lineage. So technically, if you want to say Becky Lynch is a four-time Women's World Champion, accurate statement to make, in my opinion. So Bianca's record still stands according to WWE's website. As of right now, we'll see if they change it. But as of right now, that's what they say.
0: I mean, a lot of people thought that that Seth Rollins was just going to continue the world heavyweight championship lineage as well. And that makes so. no
1: sense to me at, at
0: all that they just decided to, to do that. Now I do not. And, and Roman's one title is now two separate lineages as yeah. well. If you follow yeah. the WWE website. So
1: yeah, then they're going to, and that's why you have people believing backstage that ultimately he's going to drop the, they'll drop the universal title lineage once Roman drops it. But again, we're, who knows when the hell that's going to happen? Because like, as you said, we don't know who his next challenger is, is going to be. Is it going to be Jimmy Uso? Possibly, potentially at uh, at Money in the Bank. He is actually defending the title this weekend. He's defending the title this weekend in Cincinnati at a hash show against Rey Mysterio. He's going to retain it.
0: But this has just been my main criticism of Triple H. Triple H does not know the solution to problems that all the fans think were put on him by Visek Man. He just comes up with solutions that have bigger, that have big logic holds that somehow, somehow, some way usually become a problem that he also has to overcome, which is not a problem put on him by visit Man. It's a problem put on by himself.
1: I did roll my eyes massively when Charlotte showed up and cut Bianca Belair in line uh for, because I mean, look at it, man. Her last match She lost at WrestleMania. We haven't seen (laughs) since. She loses at WrestleMania to Rhea Ripley. And then she's just like, all right, Asuka's got a championship now. I've beat her 400,000 times. Let me just go steal this one and I'll get up to 15 and everything will be great. And the logical things for Adam
0: Pierce to do was just make it a triple threat. And he didn't decide to do that. He just decided to give sure. I know we're, I know we're probably going to get there, but, but I'm just saying like, that's it. you're going the long way like you know you know short division you're doing long division when you're supposed to do short division here
1: right what is what is it what do they call that the common core math or they're, they're just <laughs> kind of like writing it out <laughs> is that what they're doing with the situation i i know what needs to happen oscar need oscar needs to win the at the end of this when these three are done doing their dance oscar needs to be the one, and she needs to beat Charlotte Flair to retain the championship. It it has to happen at this point. You cannot just give her a token championship run and say, oh, well, you won it. You ended Bianca's streak, but we're going to take it back after five weeks and we're going to have it on Charlotte for another God knows how long that she's going to have this thing before she loses it. and We have her win her 16th world title at, at WrestleMania next year, which is probably what they're going to do, but they need, Asuka deserves to exercise uh, some demons and um, yeah we'll we'll see where things go from there um we're not done with the women's division changes though hard to argue against them doing this one because frankly there are no nxt women's tag teams left so they're doing a title unification match the wwe and nxt women's tag team title unification match between ronda rousey and Shayna baszler and isla dawn and alba fire is set for the june 23rd edition of friday night smackdown i don't hate this sp3 i just wish it wasn't so damn predictable because i don't think Dawn a fire has a prayer of beating Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler in this match, but it's again like they did for Caden and Katana. This is a good chance for Ronda and Shayna to make Alba and Isla look really, really good, even though they have a ninety nine point nine percent chance of losing this match.
0: Yeah, this is kind of like the issue that I had bringing back up Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley is who's the babyface here. Who's the baby babyfaces exactly. yeah. here? And if you saw last night when they were versing a babyface in Shayna Baszler versus uh, Raquel Rodriguez, there was no heat at all for that matchup. And it only lasted two minutes. But I think this matchup is going to last longer. I think that it's going to be a nice showcase for Dawn of Fire, a.k.a. the Unholy Union. So... Yeah, but yeah, it's no mystery that Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler are retaining and retaining their titles and winning the NXT Women's Tag Team titles. And in a company that literally had the 24-7 at the same time, the NXT Women's Tag Team titles has always been <laughs> the most worthless and useless titles that they had. People, if you don't remember and you were confused on what Shayna Blazer was refer- referencing when she said those titles were created because of me, it's because of a little thing called the 2021 dusty Rhodes Women's Tag Team Classic, won by Dakota Kai and Raquel Rodriguez, where they were supposed to get a shot at the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Who were the champions at that time? Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, and they lost that match. And then the next week, they just said, William Regal just said, hey guys, you know, you lost that match. It was a controversial finish. Here's the NXT women's tag team titles. <laughs> Literally handed them the titles. And then 30 minutes later, they lost, they lost. the title. <laughs> They lost them. They lost them. Like that right there, I have never seen WWE kill a title dead on night one more than that
1: that Todd oh,
0: Eric Bischoff handing the world title right. to they, Triple H because at they, least Triple H got to defend the title
1: like they lost him who was it was that Ember Moon and Shotzi back when Blacklight was the so. last game yes, oh yes. My god! they won the titles And then I think Dakota and Raquel won them again at stand and deliver and ended up losing them two days later at NXT at some point, like down the road. Yeah. Their
0: whole two, they are two time NXT women's tag team champions. And I think the total amount of hours they have held the titles was 48 hours and 30 minutes.
1: (laughs) Now I will say this because everybody else in the chat right now agrees noob saying, uh, the, uh, the Scottish witches have no chance of beating the MMA fighters. Um, I would love it if W I I would not hate it at all if WWE swerved us and had Alba yeah. and Isla win it. I would. I would pop. I love both of them so much. Um, not only do I think they're great in the ring, and I like their on-screen personas, but you know, meeting them in person in, in WrestleMania at WrestleMania weekend, it's just hard not to root for them. I would love a uh, a swerve on this one. Uh, Stephen Chambers. Whoop, wrong one. Stephen Chambers asking, wonder if the women's tag team titles are getting new titles also. I think the women's tag team titles are fine. You don't need to update those, but it does bring me to my next. Those course. are ugly.
0: Those are ugly though. I think those are ugly.
1: Those we are have another
0: ugly, We ugly clearly title. have
1: different tastes. Cause I don't mind. Yeah. It. I ha- I have good taste in titles. You don't. <laughs> it does bring me to my next question though. KO and Sammy gotta be next, right? The, right now, triple H is like Oprah. You get a new title. You get a new title. You get a new title. All the red and blue straps are gone with the exception of the four that are around the shoulders of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Why why stop at the belt upgrades now? I feel like SP3, these are the belts that we have heard rumors about design changes and getting a re- rebrand for the longest time now. Several months dating back to the middle to, to last summer. We heard new tag team championship belts were on the way. And we we haven't gotten them yet. They got to be next at some point, right? You also have to think about it in this case. Even counting like NXT, every
0: championship has gotten a rebrand since 2019, except for the tag team titles. We've literally had the same tag team titles from when they were the the penny belts back when it was the WWE tag team championships. And then when they split it up with the Raw and the SmackDown, tag team championships they just made them the nick the nickel titles and just put their brand color on them and it's been the same like that since 2016 so these are the only ones in the past four years that haven't gotten a rebrand i think yeah they should get the uh upgrade as well why not if you're if everybody's getting a title like triple is oprah why not
1: you know it's funny like i i think back to when um New Day won the NXT tag team titles there for, for a little bit when they were feuding with Pretty Deadly on Tuesday nights, and Xavier Woods got his nameplate, and he was like, this is the first nameplate I've ever pl- that I've had, the side plate I've ever had, because the, the main roster tag team titles do not have side plates. That man's an 11-time tag team champion, and he never had freaking side plates before. It's time to update those bad boys. Uh, WWE SP3 has now entered into the next phase of their TV rights negotiations. The exclusive uh, a window with Fox and USA who have the current deals with WWE has now expired and they are now allowed to uh, negotiate with anybody. And right off the bat, boom, one of the top names that was rumored out there when WWE was up for sale before Endeavor made the purchase. Disney is now stepping up, showing a heavy interest in bringing on WWE content. Now, Disney owns espn so naturally you may be thinking like i would oh maybe they put monday night raw on espn 2 something like that not the case reportedly because with them carrying nba mlb nhl not as even with having espn 1 and espn 2 and even espn 3 not a set night that they could really do anything with but putting it over on fx which has Just about as many households as far as cable is concerned as the USA Network. I think this would be a really good move uh, for WWE if they moved it over to uh, Disney. I think it would be a plus as far as streaming services is concerned if they move from Peacock over to Disney Plus, one that means I could get rid of my Peacock subscription and save a little bit of money there. But the Disney Plus app is better. And I think honestly, as far as like just being associated with that brand, you know, just being associated with that brand and all the crossover um, potential with Star Wars and Marvel and all these major franchises that are already under the Disney logo, this has some potential. You talk about mainstream crossover. This is the kind of deal that WWE should be looking at here, and I would love it if they moved over to Disney uh, and put put Monday Night Raw on FX and move their streaming stuff over to Disney Plus. I would love it. We'll see if it comes to fruition, but. I'm intrigued by the thought of uh, Disney and WWE partnering up here.
0: Well as far as their uh, digital Content being moved to Disney Plus streaming service that couldn't Happen until 2025 This yeah. would just be a deal for Now for just the rights to WWE Raw which uh it, Going on to FX Would significantly change FX completely where they are yeah. about 23rd in TV Ratings right now with their current Programming they would move up to Number 13 even possibly In the top 10 with getting Monday Night Raw and even potentially getting something like SmackDown as well if they want to give WWE an even bigger price point, which Disney would be probably the leading candidate as far as someone new uh, getting WWE content that can probably offer them the most amount of money for both shows. I don't foresee either Raw or SmackDown moving from its current home. I think if you're WWE, you want Fox to be the home of SmackDown because it's made you the highest rated wrestling. Programming and in the top five sure. As far as the key demo every single Friday night so that's a key Factor there and going from there To back to cable would feel Like a little bit of a downgrade and I've seen Every iteration of, of uh, Smackdown You know when it used to be on UPN When it used to be on CW Going to, to USA going To Fox seen it all and It's been on multiple different days from Thursday to Tuesday back To Friday back to Friday. Uh, It was on Friday with CW, went to Tuesdays with USA, back to Friday on with Vox. So I've been through it all, and I would say that – If anything, if Fox is not willing to give them the same amount of money or the 1.5 increase that Nick Khan is looking for, that is the one I can see kind of going to Disney and Disney making a huge play for. And then them potentially going back to cable, I think that you would probably see them maybe switch days again. So that would be another interesting kind of talking point as well. But it's very interesting, and it's a smart move by WWE to let their negotiation window with their current partners Expire so they can open the talks to everybody else.
1: Yeah. It's all about the money. You get that at the table, you see what people are offering. And if Disney's offering a bag, man, and Fox doesn't want to pony up, you know, but again, it goes to exposure. That's a lot of households that Fox is in. So maybe my mindset now, I'm not a smart businessman at all, right? But my mindset would go, okay, maybe we take a little bit less to keep the higher ratings as far as the tv rights deal is concerned You still get to stay you know in bed with fox we get to do you know nfl you know crossovers and promotions and things like that and again mainstream nfl is king you know, michael cole reading those uh hey this weekend on fox we got the vikings versus the packers yeah blah blah they love that shit um maybe they would do that maybe they keep smackdown on fox maybe they move raw to fx and then, yeah, when the streaming service rights are up with Peacock in 2025, they move on over to Disney Plus and it's the best of both worlds. But it is going to be very, very interesting. Um, and uh, actually, they're saying 2026 people in the chat saying for, for Peacock. I will say this much if and when that does ha- that does go down. Peacock is screwed. <laughs> Peacock is absolutely screwed because uh, more there are more subscribers to Peacock for WWE content than you would you would think. Uh, people asking about Amazon Prime. I think Amazon Prime is going to make a play. I wouldn't be surprised if Apple Plus uh, makes a play right now. And Apple you know, Plus.
0: Please don't. I don't want to get Apple Plus. That's Apple the one Plus, service I don't want to get.
1: Man, Apple Plus has got money. Apple Plus has got money. And two, they're the reason right now why Messi is in the MLS. They're the reason why the MLS is expanding up to 30 teams. They got money. They got eyes. Don't sleep on Apple Plus, by the way. I wouldn't be surprised if that starts getting reported here soon.
0: Only I would be okay if it moved off of Peacock in 2026, because then I don't have to have a Peacock subscription other than the the few months that Bel Air is on. The new season of Bel Air. Can't mm. wait to watch it.
1: Yeah, fair. And it's five bucks a month. You know, what, Yeah. It, not it, that it, bad. It is what it is. It would but be they an, don't have a lot of good programming. So. No, they don't. They really don't. It will the other thing that'll be interesting to see is. With this TV rights deal, what happens to the pay-per-view? You know, does it stay? Hey, it's free on the subscription app. Do they go back to a pay-per-view buy? Do they up the price? I mean, I would be fine getting rid of my five dollars for Peacock, but if they add WWE programming and then they in then Disney Plus increases it fifteen dollars, I'm not saving money in that situation. So there's a lot that's still up in the air with this, but it's it's fun to talk about. Uh one thing, SP3, before we get to the five count here that um Uh, Not not fun to talk about in any way, shape or form. Uh, Sad news. Shocked the wrestling world this past week. WWE legend and Hall of Famer, the Iron Sheik, uh, passing away at the age of 81. And um, man, this is one of those guys that. You know, you, you and I are in the same age bracket, right? We started watching wrestling. Past the Iron Sheik days. Uh, his glory days and his prime but this is a guy who was a a larger than life character that um you know wwe you want to talk about a heat magnet wwe played their cards right with him they they played the political angle with him and they turned him into this larger than life villain bad guy and as his career progressed you know he he definitely made a mark and and really helped carry wwe from the grand territory days into helping it take the next step into evolving into this global mecca that it is today and you know, it, it sucks that he's gone. And, you know, RIP and one last fuck Hulk Hogan for everybody out there for the Iron Sheik, who continued to uh, uh, entertain us even in his uh, later days on Twitter with his all caps tweets. He just found a way to be entertaining when he wasn't be the, being this super nuclear heat guy. Arguably the one of the most impactful WWE title wins uh, in the company's history when he ended Bob Backlund's streak at 2100 plus days. God, imagine if Roman Reigns gets there, Uh, but either way, man, it's sad, but you can, you, you can look back on what the iron Sheik accomplished and, and you know, the entertainment that he gave a lot of people and you can smile this week
0: yeah man he's a pioneer when it comes to the foreign heel and you know he just being in the 80s and how strong it was for kind of that uh you know american nationalism especially where wwe used to run he was kind of that iconic heel that got so much heat for being the the, the foreign heel who was against america and the uh, usa cup they felt like that he was just spitting on the on the fly spitting on the country and yet, like you said The win over Bob Backland, being the Person that Hulk Hogan defeated To start his four year reign His first reign as WWF Champion he's gonna be you know Always a, a person That's so iconic in history And it's it's correctly Pronounced frack The Hulk Hogan Frack <laughs> the Hulk Hogan that jabroni
1: Cameraman Get close oh. Good stuff. Unfortunate. It sucks. We uh, appreciate everybody who is in the chat right now. Uh, Time for that awkward transition here before we get into the uh, five count. Uh, If you're watching the video, if you like what you see, hammer that thumbs up for me. Everybody who's in the chat, if you guys could hammer that thumbs up. It doesn't take much. Just a little one little click with the mouse there it really helps drive up our audience. If you're new to the program and you like what you see, we're here every Tuesday between two and two 15 start time and take us up till three o'clock every Tuesday live streaming. We got Jeremy and Matt with the uh, unofficial and unaffiliated Monday night raw pre-show every Monday with lost in the mid card at 7 PM and interviews with your favorite WWE and AEW superstars. I got one up with Zoe Stark right now. Um, Go check it out after the show is over, and I believe if I can get everything in order tonight, tomorrow, I will have a conversation dropping with the new TBS champion Chris Statlander uh, here on Believe in Pro Wrestling. So subscribe. That's not the only ones. I think maybe, fingers crossed, I'm talking to Gunther this week for the radio station in Cincinnati, so I'll try to use some of that here as well. Uh, Maybe that would be an audio-only um, exclusive for you guys, uh, podcast channel available anywhere podcasts are, but again, we, we love it here on the home on YouTube and, uh, more subscribers, more thumbs up helps drive up our audience. And we can continue to put on good shows like this for you. Wonderful people. Let's get into this now. Shall we SP three? It's time to answer the five count on the believe podcast network. So last night on Monday night, raw, the world heavyweight championship title match was set money in the bank we'll get to finn balor and his challenge in a moment here sp3 but it will be seth rollins defending the title against finn balor after he already successfully defended it against damian priest and on top of that broad breaker over on nxt i still don't know how i feel about this because this is supposed to be a raw exclusive championship and they're already moving it to tuesday nights yep after and smackdown
0: guys competed for it for yeah the first well
1: Okay, whatever. Braun Breaker has challenged Seth Rollins, and he's supposed to answer that challenge tonight. And Seth Rollins is going to have another World Heavyweight Championship open challenge on Monday. So we're talking about three different world compet- title competitors that have already been set up probably before Money in the Bank. Seth Rollins literally on Twitter is running around like a crazy man just saying he wants to be everywhere he wants to defend it at all costs and the way that he's going and at the rate that he's going and as reckless as his as he's being trying to be that that fighting world champion i can't help sp3 but get this vibe the wwe is trying to pack as much into this seth rollins world championship title reign Because it ain't going to last very long. Are you getting that kind of sense that maybe we could be looking at a two or three month reign where Seth Rollins is just throwing out defense after defense after defense and maybe money in the bank comes around and and knocks him unconscious? Whoever wins the the ladder match this year, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes. I get the sense that they're jam packing everything to make it as impactful as possible because he's not going to have this long sustained run like Roman Reigns is on.
0: I think that it's more of WWE feeling like they have to do this to establish this as a new championship, but the way they're going about it, it makes it feel like it's more of a intercontinental championship than a world heavyweight championship Yeah, I, yeah because no one's, it. no one's really fighting to get an opportunity. You either answer an open challenge you either challenge Seth Rollins because he injured you. Like no <laughs> one is earning the opportunity to get this championship. And this is this is another thing of what I talk about with WWE with their disconnect, where they're like with the women's championship, what I said earlier. Like they think making it just like the men's title is putting it on the same status. Like I said, it can be a bag of freaking dry ass. Uh, uncooked chicken that you give to the champion, if you treat it like the men's title, you cheat it like how you treat Roman's championship, then it will be viewed on the same level by doing it the way they're doing it with Seth's title i don't i think that's the disconnect they think that you know him defending it all the time is building up the prestige and he can have all these great matches but i'm gonna more remember him more as oh he's having another intercontinental championship reign like he did in 2018 more than i'm like Seth. i'm gonna compare it to any of Seth's wwe or universal championship runs
1: yeah um it's going to be if he gets out of this feud with with Finn Balor and Judgment Day, it's going to be it. it's going to be interesting because it feels like if he keeps going on this pace, he's going to run through the entire raw roster. And then it's like, OK, who's his big foe? Who's his big enemy? Who is going to be? Well, Seth's more like the Joker anyway than the Batman. So who's his bat, bad evil Batman to, you know, the good Joker. Multi,
0: multiverse
1: Batman. Yeah, who, Who's the multiverse Batman to Seth Rollins Joker, right? Is it going to be Brock Lesnar after he's done with, with Cody Rhodes? Is it Cody Rhodes? Is that the guy that you know they're keeping Cody out of the title it's, picture for right now? It's Gunther. The
0: Ring yeah. General Gunther. Yeah. How long, how long can you
1: keep Gunther out of the title picture if you're, I mean, You got to at least get him to honky-tonk man's record, which is past SummerSlam. So, I mean, I got, maybe this Finn Balor thing is going to be more than a one-off, right? Because there's plenty of history there um, that they tried to dive into last night, SP3. But the crowd in Wichita, Kansas, I believe is where they were last night, just was not having Any of it. They did not give an F about this story. They did not give an F about Finn Balor's promo. He was flustered. He was pissed. He did what he could to try to get them to shut up, but they kept singing Seth's song. And I couldn't help. And look, it was even pissing me off. Like, I get it, right? Like, you're there to be a part of the show, and you are encouraged to have a good time and interact and we love hot crowds, right? We love hot crowds who are engaged in the show, but, but there is a line, right? Like you are still at a performance and I look at it as theater, right? You are there. And if you are encouraged to interact with a show, but then your interaction starts hijacking the show and all of a sudden you become the star of a segment That is a line that that should not be crossed for me. I felt like that that Wichita crowd last night went way too far with how they were singing, and it was disrespectful to Finn. To a certain level, it was disrespectful to to Rollins because it's like, we don't care what you guys are doing. We don't care what you guys are doing. We're going to do what we want. We don't give a crap about this story. When there are a lot of people who have been waiting for this kind of story between these two guys to develop, myself included, and they made it about them last night, and it it, it went too far for me. Um, what about you?
0: Um, I can't I can't ever fault the fans. If the fans are dead, then I fault them. i I, I was very adamant that I thought the uh, Las Vegas crowd at aew double or nothing was one of the worst aew pay-per-view crowds of all time. So, I will false the crowd if they're dead when they're getting good to great stuff on the show, which I think they did at AEW Double or Nothing, despite Adam Cole and Chris Jericho having some responsibility for killing the crowd. (laughs) Um, But... This was, yeah, it went on a little bit too long. It went too over the top, and it might tell people that maybe the fans don't take Finn Balor seriously in this role, which is not the fault of Finn Balor. It's the fault of WWE because he lost to Edge at WrestleMania. He literally just lost to Seth Rollins in the the Heavyweight Mm -hmm. Championship Mm -hmm. tournament. He's literally not won a singles match before getting this title opportunity that He's gonna get at money in the bank It's like wwe comes up With who they want to Face the world champion or the Women's champion and they don't take The time to build them up and Make them feel like despite what People said about like and i'm gonna Do it again and compare it to double or nothing With the four pillars Matchup people said the the Build was up and down but at Least all the pillars got victories Victories upon victories Heading into that matchup wwe does not even have their guys like get wins ahead of the matchup to build them up and make them feel like they can beat the champion and i think that that might be an issue of why the crowd did what they did last night but maybe it's in it's a one a one town type of thing so Richita, sure. they didn't want to be viewed it was very weird though wichita sometimes was uh 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 uh, like a dead crowd it was like the las vegas crowd at aww nothing and then sometimes it was puerto rico for backlash it was very weird and yeah it was weird with, with last night's show so maybe it's just a one night thing so we got to see how the next two weeks of this build-up goes
1: i i wholeheartedly agree with you because and I, and I think like instead of building them up like wwe decided well we'll have seth cut the promo that he did right where he was like look if this finn balor Comes up against me at Money in the Bank. You don't have a prayer. Now the guy that beat me seven years ago with his arm hanging off of his body, bring that mf'er, find him. It's the Major League Two, right? Like dig down deep, Ricky, and find your fastball, right? That's what he's trying to do with Finn Balor, almost like he's trying to pull the the demon and the Balor that we all loved back then out of him and bring him back to this point in time. Um, and I get the story and to a certain extent, I like it. I like how Seth said, Hey, look, we went in two separate directions. I started making memories. I started winning championships and you, for lack of a better term, turned into a a whiny little bitch. Like that's basically what he said last night. So bring the old Finn Balor. That was WWE's way of doing it instead of having Finn actually win some freaking matches and, and set up this match. I will say though, I don't think Seth did any favors to, to, to Finn in this situation. Cause as it drug on, I kept asking, I kept begging for Seth to just do one little, hang on guys. I want to hear what he has to say. That's all he had to do. And I think the crowd would have shut up. Uh, but he kept begging them on and then they just kept going. So I don't I get that you want to be with the crowd and you don't want to go against him when you're the baby face, and especially when he loves hearing him sing a song in that situation. Just a little, hang on, guys. I want to hear what this guy has to say. I think could have gone a long way in that situation. The men's money in the bank ladder match is set. Six competitors, SP3. I like this a lot, who have never won a world championship on the main roster. We'll be squaring off to win the money in the bank ladder match. This has a really old school type feel to it back before, you know, John Cena won the the money in the bank and all and Brock Lesnar won the money in the bank. And all of a sudden we get the, the big heavy hitters uh, trying to make the, the match itself a spectacle. I uh, Got a, a former NXT champion in here, but other than that, these are all guys who are looking to ascend to the next level. Santos Escobar, LA Knight, Ricochet, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Pete Dunn, I'm still going to call him Pete Dunn, and Damian Priest qualifying last night. Really good match with Matt Riddle. I love the finish where he pulls Matt Riddle uh, off of the ropes and delivers the razor's edge to get the pinfall. Those two guys, tremendous chemistry with one another. Um, you look at this field thoughts on uh, who's in it maybe who you'd like to see in it instead did they get it right and who should be considered the favorite right now who do you think wwe would put the briefcase on not necessarily who you would put it on
0: right now i would say wwe's favorite would have to be based on storylines damian priest uh, Damian Priest has the best storyline reason to win it with uh, Balor and Rollins in the matchup. And especially if they want to go the route of the woman holding on to their briefcase a little bit longer, you have the potential for Priest to cash in on either Rollins or Balor or Priest attempt to do it. And then Balor, after losing, stops him from doing it. Something like that, that continues this whole story and gets some heat behind this whole dissension within the Judgment Day. So I'd say that Priest, my favorite, it's still LA Knight. I'm still going with that, but it really feels like those are the two that have the best chance of winning outside of everybody else in this matchup, which I think are just there because they're really good workers, really good characters to put in this matchup. And it, it feels like an, um, a more unpredictable Money in the Bank than we've had in recent years. And I believe this is the first time that no former champions is in a, Money in the, a Men's Money in the Bank ladder match.
1: At least in some time, right? Like, And, of course, outside of the...
0: I think ever. I think the only time that I thought that was close, that I thought that had no former world champions, was the 2013 World Heavyweight Championship one. But then I remembered that Swagger was in that, and Swagger Uh, had won the title in 2010. But I think ever in the Men's Money in the Bank ladder match, is the first time that no former champions is in the matchup.
1: All right. Well, I look at the field, right? And Ricochet and Nakamura, they're now kind of in this, this feud triangle with Bronson Reed. Right. And I got a feeling like he's going to play a role in in whether they find a way to put him in the match and they make it seven guys like or he replaces somebody like Ricochet or Nakamura. They find a way to interject him or I like the I like the field as it's set right now. You know, who's
0: the seventh guy, right? Logan Paul. Logan Paul's on on Raw next week. I think that he inserts himself into the Money in the Bank, and then everything's out the window. I think Logan Paul should win Money in the Bank.
1: At that point, yes. But going off the field right now, I have to agree with you. I think storyline wise, Damian Priest is the guy. I think you know Santos Escobar would be interesting, but he doesn't have the equity yet on the main roster. Pete Dunne does not have the equity yet on the main roster. Uh, Ricochet and Nakamura, like I said, I think but Bronson Reed could play a role in eliminating them from the match. And then it comes down to L.A. Knight or Damian Priest. And right now the story is there for Damian Priest to win it. The only other thing I would say about this field, man, and this goes back to what I said yesterday, and I talked myself into thinking that it was a really damn good idea. I kinda want Dominic Mysterio in this match because I wanted Rhea Ripley to win that fucking briefcase for Dominic Mysterio. They, they messed that up.
0: They should it should not be Dom versus Cody at Money in the Bank. They should yeah. both be in the Money in the Bank ladder
1: match. Why not, why not have eight people why not have eight people do it? And then and then if you're not gonna have Rhea in a feud, she could just look like a total badass when she goes in there and just decimates six dudes and grabs the briefcase and hands it to her Dom Dom. I would have loved that but instead it's she's gonna help she's probably gonna help her and brock are gonna help dom beat cody at money in the bank and the sweet sweet heat that will rain down uh from the o2 in london i forgot what the name of the venue was there for a second number four here sp3 got another good promo exchange on aew dynamite no new news there Involved MJF, no new news there, but I kind of feel like Adam Cole scorched him in this one. We got the first square off between MJF and Adam Cole, a man that MJF said that he admired uh, growing up, watching him in Ring of Honor. But then he looks at the Adam Cole that's in front of him, and he's a shell of the man that he used to be. Ripped him down for his size and said that Britt Baker had his balls in her purse and all this other stuff. And even pulled back a line, famous line that honestly, Karrion Cross still has not recovered from when Adam Cole said, They made everything, they did everything in their power to make you special. And all they have to do for me is ring the frickin' bell. Turn that back on Adam Cole. And then Adam Cole threw it right back in his face and just eviscerated him. But I can't help but think we're 184 days into MJF's run as the AEW world champion. I'm not ready for it to end. I'm enjoying this. And I want Adam Cole to be the guy that beats him. Are we doing this too soon? Are we doing this too soon, Adam Cole and MJF?
0: No. no. I don't think so. I think that Adam Cole, I, if, he, if he would have ended the Chris Jericho rivalry a lot stronger, then this felt like this would feel more appropriate for this rivalry right now. I think Adam Cole beats MJF on uh, this week's Dynamite to earn the opportunity. And then you have a situation where you can create a different type of story. They have never had the AEW world champion to, to get disqualified to keep his title. If you're going to do a title match on TV, I think that's the route you go to build up a bigger title match at all in or all out. I think that it might be the right time to do it, but they got to be very creative because this was a very long promo. I don't think they can do this type of promo again with each other, but I, I thought both guys executed their sides of the talking points very well. I gave the nod to MJF, but I think Adam Cole, he felt, it felt like the first time that MJF was opposite a guy that can hold his own on the microphone and that it felt like a top star against him in them on a mic exchange
1: yeah i I think the only reason i feel like it's too soon is because again i want adam cole to walk away with the championship but we have seen tony khan be patient in the past and play the long game these two guys may not even have a world title match between each other until after forbidden door so they may have a lot uh, that they can build into this uh, as well last but not least it is the debut this saturday for collision big main event it's in Chicago. Those fans are going to be happy to see CM Punk, but SB3, the ticket sales for all of the collisions afterwards in Canada on this tour, not good. Some is only, I think, 1400 is what I saw for the second episode of Collision. Could Saturday's show be kind of a a make or break to show how big of a product this is going to actually be to try to up some ticket sales here uh, for these next few collision shows?
0: I think Saturday show is going to tell people If it's going to be treated like an A show Or is it going to be the B show That in a few months It's just going to be Rampage 2.0 You don't want it to feel like that You want it to feel like Rampage did In August 2021 Where they kicked off the show The first show with Kenny Omega And Christian for the Impact World Championship You had Britt Baker In Pittsburgh The following week you had CM Punk Making his return to wrestling After 7 years in the United Center, you had your John Moxley's on the show, you had your Brian Danielson's on the show. They gotta make it feel like a big, major show. So not, I think that they should have done more work last week on Dynamite to make this show feel big. Yes, they announced the main event, but they could have done an angle to build towards that main event where they could have just simply had Tony Khan say it's gonna be Bullet Club Gold versus FTR and CM Punk, and Bullet Club Gold has to find a third member and then have Samoa. Joe come in and be like, I'm taking that third spot because I have unfinished business with CM Punk. Sure. It's something very small, wouldn't have taken all the time, would have gave you less time to make Tony Khan look like a hostage victim who was doing a promo against arrest uh, like he was during that announcement. They could have done it in so many different ways. They need more angles to build towards this collision, like the debut episode and especially these episodes with the tickets not yeah. selling well. They need to do that type of work to build up the shelf.
1: They got to set the tone on Saturday. They got to have a great show. They got to have a huge main event. And then for that second show, they got to set up a huge match or two or three. Maybe that's when you do the Punk versus Moa Joe one-on-one. Come strong out of the gate. Set up a big title match. Have Chris Statlander defend against Britt Baker. I don't care. Do something flashy, right, to get people interested in show. Like you said, it is going to be an A show. I know you got to run SP3. What's going on True Heel Heat this weekend?
0: Follow me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3. I will be on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel pretty much every day. Uh starting <laughs> on Thursday. AEW Dynamite review on Thursday, AE Ramble, 105 p.m. Eastern time with me and Jimmy Macaram. Friday at 105 p.m. Eastern time, me and Chrissy will review this week's Dark Side of the Ring episode about the Graham family dynasty. You got the True Hill Heat Flash Hit podcast on Saturday at 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. With me, and Chrissy Love, and All Elite Keeks from Public Enemies Podcast, talking about this week in wrestling. And then Sunday, we're debuting our AEW Collision Review Show with me and Sober Guy JJ. That's at 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. So, all about the content.
1: Good stuff, man. Appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week. We'll talk... Uh... We'll talk Friday night on Redacted. How about that? Sound like a good time? I will
0: see you then. Later,
1: y'all. Yep, appreciate you guys. Uh, Thank you, everybody, who's in the uh, chat here so far. There we go. We'll remove SP3 from the chat so he can get going. Um, Saw some some other chats that were coming in. Uh, Safet saying, I'm hearing that money in the bank can be cashed in on the IC and U.S. titles as well. Well, we saw. Last year, Austin Theory cash on the uh, United States champion. And then you remember you had that promo exchange between Gunther and Matt Riddle, where Gunther was like, Hey, look, I hope you win money in the bank and then you try to cash it in on me. So this is Canon. Now this is just what WWE is, is going to do if they want, the Money in the Bank cash in on the IC title, the United States title, and heck, maybe even use them on the tag team title. I don't know. They're going to find a way they're going to do it. It's it's canon now. Before last year, this was a video game storyline. I remember playing WWE, I don't even remember the year, when I was still like in junior high school, and... The computer just like oh you're gonna cash in and i'm like but i'm cashing in on the ic title this doesn't make any damn sense whatsoever uh so yeah i i think everything is uh is on the books uh for that money in the bank uh for sure queen saying seth's batman is probably drew i would not hate this i would not hate this whatsoever um look we got a a little bit of a drew mcintyre update today uh, he's going to be representing WWE at the uh, Special Olympic Games in uh, in Berlin uh, later this summer. But as far as coming back, um, we have not heard anything. We have not seen him since that banger he had with Sheamus and Gunther at WrestleMania. I think Drew McIntyre makes a ton of sense as a foe uh, for Seth Rollins. And honestly, maybe put the World Heavyweight Championship on a heel, Drew McIntyre, you let him have a big run. Maybe you turn him babyface by the time WrestleMania rolls around and it's him and Gunther battling out for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania 40. It's a it's a convoluted way of getting there, but somehow you get you find a way to give me that match at WrestleMania, I'm not going to be mad however way you get it done. But that World Heavyweight Championship looks like it was designed to go around the waist of of Drew McIntyre and I honestly, I hope he resigns with WWE because I think he is a um Uh, a very integral part of what they're doing. I, I, it would be weird to see him honestly anywhere else at this point. I like drew a lot and uh, hopefully they come up with some creative for him. Uh, that's going to work. Uh, appreciate everybody who has tuned into the show today. Again, give us a thumbs up there. If you're new, if you like what you saw, hit that subscribe button as well. And feel free to check out some of our old shows. Feel free to check out the interviews I got up right now. Zoe Stark up there. Now check that out. Really, really good conversation. Um, As she talks about the influence that Trish has had on her career, uh, her what was going through her mind as she was underneath the ring in Saudi Arabia, a lot of good stuff there. And I believe, hopefully fingers crossed Wednesday, my conversation with Chris Statlander, uh, AEW's TBS champion will be dropping here on the believe in pro wrestling YouTube channel uh, and the podcast channel as well. So make sure to check that out. Thank you guys so much. SB three, myself will be back next Tuesday, hopefully at two o'clock, probably at two 15, but we shall see. This has been the believe in pro wrestling podcast. Brought to you by Bet Online. Enjoy the rest of your week, guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.